the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was one of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. I want to speak a little bit about the unknown innkeeper. Uh, it is probably the, the saddest phrase in this chapter. The saddest phrase is that last phrase in verse number seven. There was no room for him in the end. I think about that innkeeper uh, as I study this passage because it's probably one of the greatest missed opportunities uh, that he probably had in his whole life. Uh, this innkeeper, who I'm sure helped many to stay overnight there in the city of Bethlehem, missed out on great, perhaps the greatest person that could ever occupy a room there at his inn. And sometimes, if we're not careful in Christmas, we can be sometimes like that innkeeper. We can be one that misses perhaps the greatest opportunity as we celebrate Christmas. And and I think about as we talk about this story and all over the world tonight, many will be reading this scripture and many will be talking about how there was no room at the end for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. How on that fateful night as Mary was going to deliver the Son of God that the innkeeper says, I'm sorry, there's, there's no room for him here. And it makes me wonder sometimes how many of us also do that to Jesus in our Christmas season? How many of us many times say there's just no room for him in my life? I believe there are certain reasons why this innkeeper may have done this. And I want to share a few of them with you. I want to give you a few thoughts on that. Number one, I believe many times we have no room for Jesus because we do not realize how much we need him. We don't realize how much we need him. We think that he is just something extra that we do on Christmas. We have our Christmas traditions. We have our Christmas gifts. We have what we do on Christmas and our Christmas vacations and our plans. But many times we forget that what we need most is the Lord Jesus Christ. I heard about a man that was trying to get into a, a store on Black Friday. And, and when he showed up at four in the morning... The line was completely packed, and he was, of course, an elderly man, and, and he thought, well, maybe I can just sort of squeeze up here in the front, and so he tried to squeeze into the front, and of course, they shoved him out of the line, said, you can't come into this line like that, and they shoved him out, and he said, no, I'm, I'm sorry, and they talked him down, he said, be quiet, you need to go back to the end of the line, and so he moved up a little bit closer, and, and he tried to get in there, and, and of course, a person got so angry at him that he was trying to cut in line that he punched him in the face, and he said, go back to the end of the line, what are you doing here, old man, you, you got here too late, get to the back of the line, and and this old man, he's sort of determined. He said, fine, I'm going to go up a little bit further up. And so he goes up a little bit further in the line. And once again, they throw him out of the line. And, and they, they now are, are calling him names and telling him he really needs to get to the back of the line and quit trying to cut. And finally, he says out loud, he says, that's it. That does it. If anyone hits me one more time, I'm not going to open my store. <laughs> and you know, sometimes it's like that at Christmas. I found so many times, if you're not careful, we get enraptured with everything that's about Christmas and all the, the things that we do celebrating Christmas that we forget the person who we're celebrating. 
And many times we have no room for him because we don't realize that we need him. We often fail to recognize that the fact is that it's not God who needs fulfillment. It is us that need fulfillment. It is not God that needs us. It is us that needs God. And in this Christmas season, I want to remind you that you are going to need and realize that we need him this Christmas season. You need to make him part and the priority of your home. You need to make him the priority of your life. You need to make him the priority of your celebration. This innkeeper that we know not his name, that we, that we don't know really uh, much about his family, we don't know much about his business, all we do know is that he said there's no room for him here. What a sad statement, because he did not realize how much he needed him. Sometimes, though, not only uh, do we not realize that we need him, sometimes we say that there is no room because we're not willing to adjust our life. We're not willing to make room where there seems to be no room. Now, I don't know about you, but I have found that as the years go by, it seems like life is getting busier and busier. And I think the more that we are in the, in the information age and communication and technology, it, mean, it, it seems like it's harder and harder to get less busy, right? Because now people can get a hold of you anytime. I, I remember thinking about uh, with our teenagers, I, I sometimes I'll talk to them and, and try to help them imagine a world without cell phones and, and a world without car phones and, and a world with a house phone. And I'm not talking about a cell phone for a house phone. I mean one that plugs into the wall and they actually have a number that you talk to. And, and, uh, and trying to remember how sometimes it was so hard to get a, to a hold of people and, and, uh, and it seems like you could sort of just get away. If you get out of the house, you can just sort of determine I'm not going to answer the, the, the phone. But now it's just, it, it seems like it's impossible. Now they, uh, anyone can get a hold of you anytime, and, and you've got to make adjustments in, in your life. And it seems like we make a lot of adjustments in our life. We make adjustments for our, our schedule at work. We make adjustments for our vacation plans. We, we make adjustments for so many things. But so many times, if we're not careful, we don't make the adjustments that we need for the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we tell him there is no room, and... And I would imagine that the innkeeper wasn't lying that night. I, I don't believe that he was saying, I've got five other rooms and I just don't want to give it to this lady who's pregnant and, and seems like she's about to have a baby. I, I don't think he was that cruel. But it was a big financial turn for him. I mean, this, this census that was being made was making everyone that was from Bethlehem to come back to Bethlehem. There's only one in here. Where are they going to stay? They're going to have to stay in my place. And, and Mary and Joseph, being as poor as they were, perhaps they couldn't outbid someone for the room. And perhaps they didn't have all the money necessary to, to get a room in time. But I often think, I wonder what would have happened if the innkeeper would have just adjusted and thought, how about me? What can I give? What can I do? I heard about a young boy that was uh, starring in a, in a play, a uh, Christmas play at church, and he was, he was going to be the innkeeper. They had, had assigned that to him, but he was, a, he was a young boy that he just had a really big heart. He, he wanted to help people. He loved people, and, and though he was just very young, he just had that kind of heart. How many of you know uh, at least a child like that that's just really nice and really wants to share his toys and, and just can't say no? And, and he was that kind of little boy, and so they had to coach him and teach him to say, hey, there's no room, go look somewhere else. And they, that was his line in the play, and they had to you know, teach him. And, and, uh, and this little boy named Tommy said, Tommy, you've got to do this, Tommy, and you've got to say it with a strong voice. You can't be too nice about it. You're the innkeeper. And, 
And so Tommy said, okay, and then with a lot of coaching, finally he got it. And, and on the night of the Christmas play, there was Tommy, and, and finally Mary and Joseph come up to him, and him as the innkeeper, they ask for a room, and, and Tommy goes, no, I have no room. You need to look somewhere else. And as he saw Mary and Joseph's face of disappointment and began to turn away, he just got so, so filled with, with sorrow that he said, wait, 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 but you can have my room if you want. Now, it ruined the Christmas play because the innkeeper never did that. But I wonder what would have happened if the innkeeper in Luke chapter 2 would have done that. If he would have just adjusted a little bit of his busy schedule and adjusted a little bit of his over, uh, overstocked in there. If he would have just thought, I wonder if I could give my room. I mean, i got to stay somewhere tonight. I wonder if he would have just said, you know, Mary and Joseph, I, I'd like you to have my room. I see that you're in great need, and I see that I don't have all that I wish I could give you, but perhaps you can have my room. Sometimes we tell Jesus there's no room because we're not willing to adjust our life. We're not willing to make room for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I want to encourage you in this Christmas Eve. And by the way, I'm so thankful and grateful that there's so many here tonight. This just shows what? It, what does it show you? Say It shows that we're making room for what's important. And I know we have a lot of celebrating to do tonight, and I know many have a lot of gift exchanges to do, but, but it's always important to just take some time and say, I, I want to adjust my schedule on this Sunday, the Lord's Day, and make room for the Lord Jesus Christ. We find that the innkeeper said there was no end. Perhaps he did not realize how much he needed him. Perhaps he did not realize that he needed to make adjustments for him. But the last thing that perhaps the innkeeper did not realize he did not realize who Jesus was. I wonder if he would have just thought about who it was that he was taking in. I wonder if that would have made the difference in his life. I heard about a city that was struggling financially, and they had a big city council meeting, and they all came together, and they began to talk about what they were going to do with our financial crisis. They start yelling one to another how they were going to pay the, the city debt and how they were going to get out of it. And, and in this group and in this uh, community meeting that there was a little stranger walked in an older gentleman and and they all looked at him he looked a little bit weird they looked a little bit strange nobody knew who he was nobody knew if he lived in that community and and so they just kept talking sort of ignored him and kept talking about what are they going to do what are they going to do and this stranger tried to speak up and and wanted to sort of give some input but but since nobody knew who he was and nobody really cared uh, about him being there, they sort of just talked him down and ignored him and, and kept talking. And, and finally, that stranger just got tired of waiting and, and not being heard that he turned and walked out of that meeting. A few minutes later, a man ran in and he was breathless as he walked into the room, as he ran into the room. And, and he said, guys, uh, he said, uh, 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 what did that guy say? What, what did the stranger say? I cannot believe he was here. Is he going to help us? And everybody looked at him and said, well, who are you talking about? He said, that, that man, that elder man that just walked out, I mean, is he going to help us? And they said, no, he didn't even say anything. Who is that man? And the guy said, what? You don't know who he is? That man is John D. Rockefeller, the wealthiest man in the United States. Y'all didn't ask him for his help? And they said, we didn't even know who he was. You know, sometimes in Christmas, if we're not careful, we don't realize who Jesus is. We try to make him something that we can just sort of add on to our life and something that's just uh, a routine of what we celebrate. But I wonder if we realize just how important he is. 
if we realize just who he is. You see, the wise men said, where is the king of the Jews? The angels and the shepherds says, where is the savior that was born? You see, they realized who he was, but that innkeeper never did. The innkeeper never gave a thought about who Jesus is. Now, you might be thinking here tonight, well, we can't go back in time, Pastor. We can't go back and see what uh, this innkeeper did. We can't go back and serve Jesus and give him our room. And I would have to say, you're right, we can't. But I want to share a passage with you in Matthew chapter 25. And if you would turn there just quickly, and maybe you can highlight this if you haven't done it in your Bible, or maybe you can just sort of remember this as best as you can. But Matthew chapter number 25 and verse number 34 to verse number 40 says this way. It says, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as he have done it unto one of these, the least of my brethren, ye have done it unto me. You know, the Christmas season is about celebrating who he is. No, we can't open up our inn anymore because Jesus is no longer here presently on earth with us in a literal body form. But Jesus said, I identify with those that are in need. He said, there are many around you that are in need. The poor are ever with you, he said to his disciples. And we ought to love one another. We ought to care for one another. James 1.27 says, pure and perfect religion is this. To visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. How is it that we can realize who he is and how do we celebrate that this Christmas? Help someone in need. I want to encourage you this evening. Don't be like the innkeeper and say, there's no room for him this Christmas in my heart. There's no room for him in my family. There's no room for him in my celebration. But let's learn from this, what the innkeeper did and say, listen, I, I don't want to be that way. I want to make sure that I understand that I need him. I want to make sure that I realize who he is. I want to make sure that I make the right adjustments in, a, in my life for what truly is important, for what truly matters in eternity. And may we celebrate Christmas, not like the innkeeper, but more like the shepherds, more like the wise men more like those that made the right choices on that first Christmas. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word, and thank you for giving us uh, this wonderful truth of how much we need you. I pray that this, uh, this evening, as we just think about, as we celebrate Christmas uh, on this day, I pray that we would not be as the innkeeper and say that there is no room, but that we would make room. Oh, Father, that we would make choices in this Christmas holiday that would honor and please you, that we would serve the least among us, knowing that we are not serving just someone else, but we are serving you. We are serving the king. We are making room for you. 
And I pray that you would help us to celebrate in that fashion and in that manner, that we would honor and glorify you on this celebration of your birth. Please be with us, be with every family here, I ask. In Jesus' precious name, amen.